Freak Show is a real snapshot of of the '90s, as far as Canadian hip hop goes, and we got attention from all of the right people. That's the surprising part, but not all at the same time, and not in coordination with each, with each other, which made it hard to make the movement on on a, on a mainstream um, label type of type of scene.
touched on it a little bit, but okay, so, so the patient's video comes out, it's like automatically in, in rotation. Um, first, let's start with what was the impact in Winnipeg? Did Was all of a sudden you guys held up on a pedestal now in Winnipeg, or did that change anything here for you guys? Winnipeg will never put you up on a pedestal. Yeah, that's, that's what makes true. it great. Unless, unless you're the weaker then. That's what makes it great. Ah, and it, takes, it, takes, it takes a certain type of external... Um, um, recognition before Winnipeg will even lift you up a little bit. It's a tough crowd, so no patience. The video did not get us put up on a pedestal. If anything, it made us with the other rap groups um, a legitimate threat to what they saw. They wanted everybody wanted to be the first. Everybody wanted to be the first with everything, not recognizing that it doesn't matter if you're the first. It matters how far we we can we can push. Did you, did you feel pressure to to did, two questions actually? Did you feel pressure to pioneer? Or, and were you conscious that you were pioneering certain things? I didn't feel pressure because I think I've been a pioneer for my whole career of this hip hop culture. I think I in this city, I am a pioneer. So you, but I come, it completely. I, but I come from, a, I come from cloth of other pioneers too, right? Mm. So I mean, I I've been doing it for a long time. Miles been doing it for a long time. So I don't think we felt pressure. Like like I said, like we're so we were so into what we were doing, ninety percent of the time. There was the, no the only pressure, pressure I, I, I put on myself and then we did ourselves and that didn't come until big things started to happen ah, okay. when you start when you are flown to Gavin in San Diego to perform and open for Souls of Mistress and Hieroglyphics and have a label pay attention to you and bring you out there and people in Winnipeg hear about that you start to put your pressure on yourself yeah. to say I better make something big happen for yeah. this because this is big yeah. you um, know what I mean there's for never the, pressure like that the pressure if we had any pressure, it was on ourselves, yeah. based on our circle. Yeah. Not so much coming from like, oh, are we thinking we're pioneers, man? We were like done that. Because Gavin, I have to point out, Gavin was a record reporting service, a radio reporting service. Radio reporting service. Um, and it was it was one of the big ones out in the the U.S. in terms of um, uh, rotations and marking down uh, uh, plays uh, that were happening on the radio. Um, so if you were part and high on their on their charts, uh, you were actually doing something. Jeez, um, man, you just said something. I wanted to feed off of it, but I wanted to put that Gavin pioneer. But yeah, how big um, Gavin was too. I mean, we're there and like Razzcast. Oh yeah, uh, um, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, and a group called who's Black Eyed Peas. DJs would fight a group called Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas before they were anyone. DJs would fight to get on. The Gavin, yeah. always falling like, up. There was a Never list of down. DJs yeah. that you wanted to be a part of. Oh, yeah. Of Gavin, and then once you were part of the Gavin list, you would actually yeah. start getting records yeah. coming to you, as opposed to you phoning up and trying to find. So out that it. call and being brought down to that yeah, was what, for me. That was one of the parts that was like, okay, now we better make something. Something better happen from here. Were, were you guys? For us. Were you guys touring before the patient's video? I don't know if you call it touring. Just this one-off shows here and there. We we performed outside of Winnipeg for sure. Yeah, we did. We did outside Winnipeg. We did Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, Regina. We did. Um, wasn't Sound Horse before Patience? Patience? Yeah, Sound Horse was before Patience. Like we weren't like touring, like traveling on the road. We weren't taking. But we go to show. Like, yeah. We do shows. Okay, so uh, how long was it between the video and the twelve inch? That was over. That would be over a year, I think. Yeah. I think '96 is when and it was when our first vinyl came out. '95 yeah, or '96. And 
so you were you guys touring uh, after the video after the twelve inch? Yeah, we were we, we were touring. We'd, we'd, yeah. We did we would attach our tours lots to like North by Northeast. We'd we'd arrange right. a tour yeah. outside of that type of thing. But the twelve inch came out of the fact that we had done these other things. Now we didn't feel that we they had had they had impact, but they didn't have the impact that we wanted yet. They didn't have the label saying holy crap we need to pull these guys in because like i said it was still a point in time when the internet wasn't wasn't that big so you needed a label as your as your vessel right um so um we decided what's the other way to do it but we need to get in rotation with djs let's make 12 let's put a 12 inch out and get it serviced and were you when you were going out on these tours after the video after the 12 inch were, were you seeing the crowds growing was it were was your recognition nationally we were doing growing? we were doing this is we were doing big shows we were doing we were on our way to getting to that point. Like this was a constant progression all the way to a point where we we were making money on a tour and coming back home. There was there were there were flying spots on tours at, at, at its latest point. So were you guys feeling like any moment we're going to get signed? Yeah. yeah, I did. You had to feel that way because yeah. if you don't feel that the way, you might as well quit. So it was never it was never your guys' uh, intention to be like we're going to be independent. We're going to do this ourselves. No, that you, came later. Okay, so at this point, you guys were like, we're going to get signed. Yeah. We're going to be on the level of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who was who was on the level? You got, was Rascals at that time. Yeah, yeah, and you were trying to get on that level. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. If you want to use that as the reference, that's true. Were you guys? Paying attention to the other groups in Winnipeg, or were you kind of isolated from that, not really worrying about that? No, stuff? we knew about we them. We knew about them. Like Farm Fresh guys, we all came up together. Yeah. Like after once that first year, once that year, I remember it as my first year university. But ninety three, ninety four, that was it. Was very obvious that there were two major rap crews that existed at that time in in Winnipeg, and we were both doing our own thing similarly. Yeah. We were outcasts. These, these are cats from Brandon, Manitoba. We're from Winnipeg, yeah, but they're from Brandon, Manitoba rapping. They had to create their own society as well, and we created our own society, but we were moving forward. We, we knew of them, and we had done work together. We had toured together before. One of the funniest tours I think I've ever been on. Yeah. Ask them about the road race. Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> hear some stories about Farm yeah. Fresh. Tell us, yeah. I just remember, I, I'm sure... Where did we go? I, I, I don't know. I think this was, me, man. This was a Western. No. <laughs> I, know, the, the, uh, I don't know how they felt about me. but um, I just remember being on tour and and uh, the only sense of competition was getting to the next city first. Do you remember that? When we'd fake going to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I remember one night it was freaking... It was, I think we all laughed at it because it was, it was funny. But I remember <laughs> finishing the show, all of us going back and they were in the room next to us in the motel. Like we're sleeping, like all of our dudes in one, Which room, in one motel going? room. West or east? I think we're going. I think we're going west. And um, we finished the show, and they were in the room already. We walk past the room. We walk in, turn the lights off, be quiet for a little bit, wait until we feel they settle down, and then get up with our shit packed and go to the car, <laughs> and then just drive to the next city. They wake up and we're gone. Then, and, but and, we're still all performing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no point to it. It was just. Being kids, right? <laughs> um, I remember traveling to Shades in the van and stuff. Yeah. Doing all that. Yeah. You know, going yeah. to Shades on the They had had enough of us, I think, by the end of the tour. Going in a van and to all together on this big van. And oh my God, it was just, it was chaos. But it was cool. It was cool. Do you have any tour stories from you guys in Shades in that van? Uh, yeah. Well, we got they pulled over by the police and the big sheriff deputy guy or whatever came and inspected us for drugs. We're like, what? We don't have any drugs in our car. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It was the first time I'd ever yeah. been... I'd ever felt this, the confidence to be like 
on the brink of cocky with a police officer because oh, yeah. we got pulled over and I'm in pajama bottoms, barefoot on the on the on the pavement uh, or on the highway and and. Like, he's trying each one of us individually saying like you know they can make this easier if you just tell us where it is like we know it's in there just just tell us where it is yeah they emptied them all our tr- our and I remember saying like man you get paid to do this dude search that thing yeah. <laughs> and I remember being super like 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 stand up about it I felt like and, no I know my rights homie yeah. you know and, and I know what you're going to find in there nothing yeah, so they, they pulled everything out and searched it and they were so angry they felt nothing who yeah, was this on the way to, uh, we're going east, is, so it's like, probably like... Uh, is before, is right after Thunder Bay, actually. Yeah, right after Thunder oh, okay. Bay. Yeah. So really after Thunder Bay. And we had, like, we don't have any drugs, because they pulled us over, we were just like... And then they came, went into our truck. You get annoyed with Freak Show on a tour if you spend lots of time with them, because the things that we liked and made us laugh and we thought were funny were maybe a little annoying to other people. What would be those things? Well, if you spent, like, I am, I, I personally... Um, spend a lot of time paying attention to voices. So days into, weeks into traveling with me, if we're doing sound check together all the time, there's probably going to be a point in time in which I imitate your voice during sound check. I might do it every single time we do sound check. This just became fun. You know, I, I know that there, uh, there are people who, I, who we've been on tour with who have imitated voices and it probably got annoying with them by the end of it. We like to argue. Yeah, we're very up, open about... Yeah. Me and Small argue all the time. Yeah. But just debate, you know, debate, not argue, but debate. We'd have debates, so we'd be pretty loud. Yeah. Sometimes it'd get pretty heated, <laughs> and people like feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, we're laughing and hugging, you know, that's the way we get on. When you tour, also, you, got, you come up with routines, like one of the big freak show routines was whenever we left the city, we'd all just take our shirts off. Shirts off when you leave the city. And I'll never forget, one of the best ones after the big flood. In 96? 97. 97 flood? No, 97, 97 was the flood. 96 was the blizzard. Okay. No, the flood. And they said, don't go on the highway because it's all water. Mm. And we drove out on the highway and on the Trans-Canada, it was all ocean off the... And actually, some of the water's coming on the road a little bit, but all down the sides of the prairies, all water. And we're driving, our shirts are off, in the sun, smiling. <laughs> and we're just like, we're going on tour. And we're like, driving, and the prairie's a death ride, right? Oh, death ride. We thoroughly enjoy it. When you leave Calgary and you head up to the mountains. Oh, yeah. Because we used to go in the mountains. We used to be on top of the world. We hit that mountain trail. We'd love that. Listen to... Uh, Black Black Moon. Oh yeah, we play Black Moon. We used to play it over and over again because be like, oh yeah, and it's like nighttime, and you're looking oh, at the moon, yeah. and you can see all the hills, and yeah. we rewind it, bring it back, we'd be nodding our heads, <laughs> and then next thing you know, boom, daylight, it's the morning time, we're hitting the we're hitting the hills, snowstorm. Sunil and I look at each other like, oh my god, snowstorm. Put on our shirts, <laughs> and then we're going through the snowstorm. Snow ends, rain. So back to the thing, we, routines. When we left, we'd always do this thing, a tradition. We'd all take off our shirts. Even to the point where one time, Sunil and I flew out of Winnipeg, we took our shirts off on the damn plane. <laughs> Nowadays, they pull the plane over oh, and be yeah. arrested. But in those <laughs> days, the steers would laugh at our head. They're like, what are you guys doing? Nothing. This is something we do. We'd be like bareback on the plane sitting there. You know, so that was like one thing. Routines is one so big lot, thing that so we There's did. a lot of freestyling that happened inside of, yeah. the, uh, inside of the van. Like Lots we would of, bring, Sunil would be prepared with like a disc, just purely a, a beats. beats. Yeah. And we'd just ride. We'd rehearse. We'd rehearse. Um, you we'd know, sleep. Yeah. Because we'd take shifts. Yeah. We're driving. Like there'd be two guys up at all time, one in the passenger, one in the driver's. The rest of the guys are sleeping. Some guys, Sunil always used to sleep. We used to laugh at Sunil because he used to sleep in the van. It would be like the two seats, then the back seat, and then the other back seat. Sunil would sleep in a crease right on the floor there. Yeah, if we ever crash, all of us would die. Yeah, for sure. Or maybe maybe be okay because you'll be limp. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) But uh, yeah, touring, 
lots of jokes. You got to entertain yourselves because it's a long, like the prairies, the yeah. prairies especially, is a long ride from Manitoba or from Winnipeg to Regina or to Saskatoon. It's a long ass ride. And it's and, very and long. And it is, ride. you know, and we were like, we, were, we spent a lot of time together, so it was like family. Like, there were times when I came back from a tour, I remember so clearly. Um, walk, getting out of the van, I don't think I said a word to any of the guys in the van. I walked into my my place with my girlfriend, and she came to give me a hug. And it's like, how was? It? And I'm like, I don't want to talk to any of them yeah. ever again, <laughs> ever again. Yeah. I was so upset um, just because I just had enough of of of, of the jokes and and, and, <laughs> the, and the debate yeah. and, and all of it. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we can't. Well, there's times like you know, besides all the fun, you know, some of the dark sides was. You're with your buddies, buddies all the time, right? So imagine we're with each other all day in Winnipeg, but then we got a tour. So now we're with each other for sure, mm. right? So yeah, as Mel said, can you come home? Like I don't want to talk to the guy again. ever again. And I we tour see him. And we, we but tour it's funny, with twenty each minutes other. later. Well, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we tour with each other in different capacities too. Like yeah. being coming now, being at a point where you're equals, and then having to do one tour where I would be on a tour for motion, and Sheldon would come to back me up and to open. And then yeah. the next time, being on a tour where Freak Show... Or my solo, you came with me. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and ha- being able to switch roles like that, it, it has an effect on your, on your ego, right? So. Um, tournament edition. Could we get to there? Is that, is that what... Ha- that's what came after the 12-inch? No, the... Per- the people people in the neighborhood came, came afterwards. Oh, right. We haven't even talked about motion yet, man. When did motion come out? Well, this guy's obsessed with everyone civilized the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been trying to move. I've been trying to move. This yeah, I've been trying to do it. I've been I know. But do every it like, time you come back, you're like, yeah, I'm not uncivilized. I'm like, yo, get off that. All right, yeah, I'm just fine. Okay, so, so, so. Okay. No, seriously, get off that. The 12 inch, the 12 inch came out. Yeah. You guys are still trying to get signed. Is motion comes first? So then we decided that? we're going to make a solo album. The first solo album that we decided to release was Ismaila because we felt that he had the most prominent voice and he had that vigor that he was the, the, the method man release, I guess, out of the crew. He was the most talented. And I had learned to write better lyrics. And, when he learned, and, yeah, and yeah, one of the biggest things, he owned his skill. And you know what? As much as he bitched and complained, his time came and he got to put out his first album. MC.
Through the fly group, then rise, so hide your courage. Provide your purpose as I reconstruct the surface. We conduct the circus, serving up the search for stars. A vulture in my sculpture, carve the work of art to pieces. Luck diverts the mark of the freak, so start your depletion. Harden your excretion. You see, then stop speaking, cause you're blind like Venetian. Mine is increasing, leaking the adhesion. To breathe when I smoke will provoke you into wheezing. Indeed, I see you need some exposure. Rats get trapped without a map in my enclosure. It's freaks growing more sickly immersed in the verse of light, ready to burst your pipe. Because the worst take flight, trying to reimburse the mic. Insurmountable team will cream your obstacles. The comical thieves want to seize the articles, but that's impossible. Like hospitals refusing constables, responsible for the Stalin how it should be. It's older than the Goldbergs ever taken, making whoopee. Now look me in the eye to verify the images. I'm taking balconies to galaxies. The trip is limitless. Inventiveness turns sentences to payload. The Plato performance transforming into sadomasochist. Yo, Gump, is your rapping that disastrous? Claim it manages to have the glamorous advantages. Yeah. Analysis freak show makes the fabulous albums. Now Sunday Album. outcomes unanimous, miraculous. Make the fit like a bracelet, your favorite. Cause I rhyme for the sake of it. Then wait to give MCs mad treats. Cause my shit's been jit since kids had teeth. Chief intricate ripping shit when I'm finding. Wiki peas for MDs that need revival while observing older versions. Learning through Eric, my flow's a testimonial. Devoted till I perish. MC, the final countdown. It was a spectacular solo album, actually. It's actually one of my favorites. Other than and that's one that was actually completely done in, in, in Ambiance Studios. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, it was interesting, because that came together with a lot of help, con con uh, concept-wise, from uh, Sunil and Sheldon. Okay. And then we, we put that out um, with, big, with big hopes for that as well. Is this, at, at this point, when you guys are putting emotion in, has, have your... Um, 
has your projected trajectory changed? Like, are you no longer just worried about getting signed? You're worrying about doing it independently? Yeah, you're right. That's kind of what was going on at that time. That time I was like, well, we're not going to stop, right? We're going to continue to plan. So we didn't get signed for the freak show stuff or whatever you want to call it that we did when we merged and stuff. But we decided after that that we're not going to just continue doing what we're doing. We're going to keep moving on what we want to do. As Mala was... We had to let the tiger out anyways because Mala was going to kill everybody, right? And we had to let him out because he was being a pain in the ass. So <laughs> I had written, and I also, I was also, I had an album ready. Yeah, he like, was ready. I was the only, I was the only um, was the person who had enough material to, yeah. to put together oh. an album at the time, and, and the only guy that was, I, which I believe was able to hold his own on a solo project. I was ready for a solo, right? Sunil wasn't thinking about solo. Marty wasn't ready for a solo. Gruff wasn't ready for a solo. Gumball wasn't ready for a solo. First guy ready for a solo, and and also that was willing to like put me out there. I'm gonna eat everyone. Mm. Was him. So were the roles changing at this time? Because eventually, like Marty became kind of like a manager role, right? This is around the time when Marty was stepping out as a rapper. Yeah. This was the first inkling that that spoof. he was a spoof. Would yeah, be that spoof. That spoof was stepping a little bit back further from rapping. He was now um, um, our our business manager. He was the road manager. Lots of tours. He would be, he would barely want to rap even. No, that's later because was that in the motion? He was still well, okay, okay. We didn't even touch people in your neighborhood yet. He was still fully oh rapping yeah okay days. okay. But he was no. But he was one of the guys that was pushing the business part. He was one of the guys with the with the brain saying, you know what? We maybe need to start thinking about doing this all ourselves. Like mm-hmm. just thinking that way. Period. Yeah. Fuck oh, the yeah. He was the first guy to kind of like you know what we be talking talking. But every time we have our meetings and stuff, our our intention was to get noticed and get signed. That's a but then it came a time where Marty was the first guy saying, you know what? Fuck all those guys, right? All those, we're going to do it ourselves. And we're going to keep doing it ourselves. And if they want to sign us, they want to sign us. But other than that, we're going to do it ourselves. And if we make money ourselves, we're going to make money ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was during that the motion time where right. it's, that, start, that part of Free Show started to change. Okay. Where we started to say, we weren't looking over, over to the north over there. We were staying right in the camp. We are thinking, we're putting everything into the camp. That's it. We're going to keep doing what we've got to do. We're, too, we're in too deep to just wait for this guy to come and help us. And we were Plus, we'd, ha- we'd had enough ups and downs with, yeah. like, you know, yeah, this is going to happen, and then everything just disintegrates from there. Like, we, I, don't, I don't know how much talk there was in this city about this, and I don't think that we ever talked about it very much. But there was, uh, like, uh, Funk Dubious? There was a direct connection between Freak Show and Funk Dubious, and, and we were this close to sign to the, uh, the urban label, on, uh, the urban section of, I forget which label it was, but um, but then it disintegrated right before it happened. Oh. So we'd had enough ups and downs that it was like, yeah, maybe, I don't trust maybe, that anymore. Yeah. People can try and pour honey in my ear all they want, and I'm not. I just don't believe it. Let's do it on our own. And Marty was was like the mind behind a lot of that. Um, so we pushed that that motion album. I toured, I toured on that reasonably hard actually. Yeah. Um, we went out and did a real significant tour. That got that had impact. That had had um, um, got recognition as well because it wasn't just me on the album either. We had uh, Leonard. like Lennon was on the album from from Shays. Um, I did a song with you. Yeah. I did a song with Gum with Gumball. I think too on on no no not on that album. That was later on. But you were on that album with me. Was Gruff Gruff and and, Sh- and uh, Martin were on that album as well. I think there's a twisted song. On there. Yeah, I think there's a twisted song on there. But that we toured that that had that had that got great response. Um, and then every there were more solo albums that came out as well. Yeah. But we went back after that. We went back to the group. Yeah. We released People in Your Neighborhood. That was our next big yeah. album after the, the motion. So what year was People in Your Neighborhood? That was actually done in like 
Uh, well, Cooper and Ingram is must been ninety. Well, this compiled over a long period of time. Yeah, is yeah. that ninety eight or ninety? There's it's actually it's songs that were made like right around the time yeah, Motion was made before Motion was made. Well, ninety seven or ninety eight. I'm on that right yeah. now. Yeah, so, so there's no it has, be, it has to be 98. 98. Yeah. Yeah. 98. 98? Yeah, it has to be 98, because I came 97, latter part of that, and then I met up with Marty. Okay, but you came, you came to here at 97? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, it had to be 98, because you yeah. were on that. Yeah. It wasn't that long. It wasn't later than that. I remember going in the winter to Sunil's place, because he was yeah. living right by my uncle at the time, so, um, yeah, it must have come out just... It must have been 98. Had to be 98. And you were on the title track, man. Yeah. And you were selected because you had a voice that Whoa. we liked. Yeah. But People in Your Neighborhood was coming out at a time when Freak Show had started its disintegration. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because Tournament Edition was a filler. Yeah. Right. Which was actually a pretty dope album. But it's Tournament Edition album. has a lot of... My favorite album. Actually. has a lot of older materials. Yeah, that was the unreleased stuff. Yeah. Okay. So what... Okay, so you guys, because I remember reading about uh, the Neighborhood record when it came out in the free press, and that was the one with the, you guys had the porn star on it? Was that the one? Was that the one you with know, what's face? People <laughs> yes. in the Neighborhood of uh, Peep Show, like we redid Peep Show. Mm. Also, yeah, it's the one with, with different beat. Peep Show was released way back in the tape date with The Uncivilized. It yeah. was one of the tracks off The Uncivilized. And make like apparitions as we start this exhibition My intuition tells me how I'm in best hiding the laundry Camouflaging clothes, I'll do the pose that you know Yo, she doesn't stand a chance In my pants is where I'll have this trend Show a little love and get more rubs than Aladdin's lamp And grow box, suffer like for when I'm working This Mala gruff and spoof, you better hide behind the curtain I'm searching gumballs lurking and he's watching with intent I know because I see Doritos falling from the vent Creep come underneath to feel the creeps and the vibrations We need to watch cops cause I'm filmed on location So action, grab the handy cam and scram into the closet Dazzle, here's two tapes so that there's no excuse to pause it You get it kid, I want the shit unedited, it's a Lego This girl can work the woods so good, we'll nickname her Geppetto I get so raunchy, then I leave the sheets blotchy I give you more happy days than chalky, so watch me To the peep show, that's where the freaks go to the peep show, that's where the freaks go. To the peep show, that's where the freaks go. Oh, 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 oh. oh yes, I got the best view of them all. Looking at what some dripping from the crack that's in the wall. He sprawled out with too much breath to chew. Doing the dibbly dee and the dibbly doo. She's drippy. Oh my god, he's got her hot and sticky. Now she's all wet. I think I'll call her Mississippi. But why are they stopping? He needs a prophylactic. Getting drastic with the tactics. Cause now they're gonna fuck. He's in there like Obi. But not one Kenobi. Damn, his ass is bony. Yeah, that's my homie. If only she knew how horny I am. And that I'm used to laying out more hoes than a fireman. But the plan is he's the man who's first to have her done in. Cause no, he's not Hacksaw, but his Jimmy is Duggan. He's 
coming. I'm leaving, I don't wanna intervene. Yet because I'm next, we gotta stick to the routine. To the peep show, that's where the freaks go. To the peep show, that's where the freaks go. To the peep show, that's where the freaks go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Peekaboo, I see Chess and he has a strategy But ain't no way he's gonna sway the label light of battery She's mad at me, I reckon, cause alone is how I left her Oops, I better stop, he wants to pop the sloppy second How did you guys decide? And it was Nina Hartley. Yeah, yeah, it was Nina Hartley. How, so how did that come about? Well, the song's old. The song's like one of the very yeah, first ones. First song, first song. But getting Nina Hartley. Uh, well, we came up with Peep Show through, um, you know, well, the song was put together, and then as far as we're getting Nina Hartley, like you asked, um, she, she just happened, happened to be in, in Winnipeg oh, one okay. day at one of the uh, stores, at, at, and um, we saw on the on Pemina, we saw on the billboard Nina Hartley's coming. So she said, you know what? Let's go ask her. So me and Marty drove out there, and it's funny. You walk in there, and Nina's doing all these signings, and Marty and I were standing by. Marty and I were standing by the uh, till, with our arms crossed and an envelope in our hand, and our envelope had the lyrics of the song. And we sat there and we watched all these guys, all the professional jerkers, come in and tell <laughs> tell her all this stuff about. Oh, I remember you in this scene, and she was super sweet. And then after when she was done, she got up and walked to come to the table to you know to get dressed or whatever to go in the back. So when she passed, she said, hey, Nina, can we talk to you for a minute? And we didn't even go talk to her. We just sat there watching, like, two gangs, mafiosos. So she's like, hey, how's it going, guys? And we started talking. We presented her the thing. And she's like, well, I'm really thinking about what I do outside of what I do because you never know. We said, okay, well, here's the lyrics. We were ready for her. You can read the lyrics. Let me know. And she took the lyrics, actually. She read it. She starts giggling to herself. She's laughing. She's like, this is about this. And we're like, yeah, it's about 201. And she's like, she's like and then she's reading. She's like, mumbling. She's like, Wow, she's like, okay, I'll do it. She's like, where, what do I do? And then I'm like, uh, and then Marty's oh, like, come with us to my first basement. But at first we're like, you know, first we're all cool. And then when she said, yeah, I'm just like, what? Yes. So then we're like, yeah, our our studio's here. She's like, I'm gonna get my driver to take me. I'll meet you guys at two o'clock. Blah blah blah. Wow. She showed up at the studio. She spent the day with us. She ate lunch with us. Wow. <laughs> Sunil's mom made, wow. her, mom made, made lentils and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Told us her life story. Sunil's mom also it. fueled a lot of the uh, yeah. stuff that Free Show did because yeah. she like fed Pets. us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she came and we recorded the track with her. Who wrote the Peep Show? Uh, Gumball Sunil. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And it was about two, uh, yeah, two on two on one experience. And it's an old. It's like it's an old song. It's one of the very first. Yeah. Freak show songs. Yeah, it's one of the very first ones. Now, why was King Lou loves first, that song. Was the, the first uh, one of the first songs you guys finished and recorded, man? That, which why? One? Why? 
Why was it? Yeah. Well, actually, Lookout was. I think Lookout was probably the first one, and then Peep Show came after that. Okay, Lookout's the one about uh, shoplifting. Is that? Uh, no, that's uh, ro- role model. Oh right, yeah. right. Role model and Lookout. Role model and Lookout came at around the same time. Mm. Okay, so you were saying that around the time this album came out, that's when the disintegration was already. It was starting, starting to happen. because this was around the time that I think a lot of people were having an inkling that they wanted to to go on and do other things with their their lives, right? Um, um, Sunil's thoughts, I think, it slowly started to turn to turn into him leaving and so, moving to India. So going, okay, so let's... let's I, I just see it differently. Out, I think guys, I, guys had kids. Yeah. <laughs> I want to a lot. Point, guys got pregnant. I want to point to the timeline because we've been all over the place. Yeah. I just wanted to be precise now. All right. So Motion album came out in 97. Okay? Somewhere there. 2000 is People in Your Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, tournament edition, it says 2002. Okay. That makes sense because I went to the uh, People in Your Neighborhood release party and I was, I would have just turned 18. And it also makes sense because the UMFM came on in 90. Did you search that? I, yeah, I had to. Okay, I had to because it, it didn't make sense. Uh, we don't know the dates. No. 98 was the radio and Marty found me on the radio. That's how. Okay. So that's all I knew. And I knew it was delayed too. Yeah. And now and we're talking about the disintegration. Yeah. Like 2000 was the disintegration right? because 2000 was Sunil, Sunil left to go to India in in like 2000, 2001, wasn't it? And because um, I it can't it wasn't just kids because I, I my my daughter my first daughter was born when I was twenty so ninety six mm. so um, so about this time right you guys were kind of thinking that no it wasn't, wasn't kids. there's a lot of things we were together for a long time and yeah. just money money's the biggest right yeah. money we're getting older. Do you want right. to sink more money into this? Yeah, not going is, we didn't have all the money to. that we needed anymore. Do you start to want the things that you see your other adult friends yeah. have? Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. want a car. I want a house. Yeah. I want these things. Yeah. You know, so and you guys can you can't get them as a rapper. I, I noticed too that after patience, you guys didn't have a video. Yeah. And was were you guys still being fronted on from like video fact was never going to give us money even after patience you yeah. 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 still wanted to be applied it. we made another one ourselves right? well, you all you needed to do was have a Toronto uh, postal code and be a rapper if you wanted a chance at that I'm sorry I'm I'm still pissed off about it because that's exactly what it was and it still happens to today even though now the internet makes it a lot uh, kind of evens the playing field yeah you know we were extremely pissed off actually because of the fact that after we released patience and we got the, the notarization for it everybody loved it and it was received so well that we thought for sure now we got proof that we're legit so we're going to apply for another one we saw groups that had and never been, been out of that city we saw groups that had never left Toronto get video fact grants over and over and over again meanwhile we're performing internationally already and and blowing up stages when we go and it's and, and, and you start to get angry about it and so I in my mind I was done with video fact. There was no way I was going to apply. I was going to put any effort or money or time behind applying to video fact and seeing if I'm worthy of their money to get a video made. Um, especially when I just I don't care anymore about what they do. I just I didn't care anymore about what they did. And and I and I started to think you you, you change your views over time as to what's going to work, right? And so I'd, I'd, I'd gone off of, okay, we're going to do a show and somebody's going to see us and sign us. No, yep. that's not going to work. Okay, yep. we're going to put a video and everybody's going to see us and they're going to love us and they're going to sign. No, it's not, it's not going to work. We're going to put a 12-inch out. No, it's not going to work. Well, is it really going to work anymore? 
Is yeah. it really going to work? We got to a period where we started to question ourselves too, right? And one of there's a few things. Like I said, money was a big issue, right? Uh, a couple of the guys had started to have families, which changed a lot too because they had other priorities, mm-hmm. right? And another thing that was uh, the the good old boys that you knew were becoming men, and those like those to me are the th- one of the three main factors to me of the group changing in its way. And I, you know what? I don't even use the word disintegration. It's not that at all. Morphed. It, it was just a time. It's like a butterfly effect. Yeah. You know, we were going to, because we still did stuff after that, right? Well, yeah. I put out a solo album. But but, you know? but Martin Martin did start his family. Yeah. And, and, and sorry, not just start his family, but separate with his, separate from the crew because he was doing family, more of his family stuff. TVs, yeah. Gruff started to work with Peanuts and Corn a yeah. lot more. Uh, Sheldon, you got you, you were doing more education stuff for yourself and that's what, I mean, that's around when you were doing your sign language mm-hmm. and early early childhood education came in after afterwards like a little, uh, well, uh, quite a bit yeah, after that. But, yeah. but um, I I had um, I was going to, I was doing school even at Computer mm-hmm. Engineering Technology and also had different things that I wanted to do yeah. myself. Sunil wanted to move to India. Uh, so, you know, yeah. it just... It, the it just, times, it's like every good thing comes The same way Freak Show came together, it organically went, we yeah. all went and did our own thing. Yeah. So did you guys have, when people in your neighborhood came out, were, was there really expectations for it or was it more just like going through Get the, the music out that was there, we wanted out. Yeah. No, it was just part of the plan too. It was also like we were going to release a Yeah, pe- people in your neighborhood stuff. wasn't, wasn't yeah. part of the plan. Terminate Edition was Get It Out. Yeah, Terminate, Terminate Edition was a filler. Like we were just like, you know what, let's just release some underground stuff to buy, like buy some time just to let everybody know we're still doing stuff because we, we go silent sometimes. The natural invention, hatchet for stability Coming through the entrance on a crescent of ability I spill a sea of emotion when I'm moving Using my protrusion to infuse the intrusion It's abuse too profuse, so put up your dukes Cutting loose, now my attributes are fat caboose Busting juice so elusive to your mind state I gyrate the climate to aggravate the primates Cause we cause limbs to bend When descending through sessions I mend your depression, end your discretion And adjudicate the message The music made you hemorrhage but you drink it like a beverage, Everest, can't compete, my peak is at a tempest. Never test the fluid, cause you'll sink into the sewage. You thought you had the magic till you ran into the druid. Tragic how I do it, it's tragic how I do it. Tragic how I do it, you blew it, you lost it. Toss cause I'm working, got you hurting from your prostate. To your keratin, who's the one you're cherishing? The chairman to chill, getting flyer than an aeroplane. Embarrassing, you're staring from the sound produced. Deadly, I'm the brown recluse, bound to bruise and hound your goose. Cause it's good, come and look, now you're found seduced. For the serum that's appearing just to smoke yours. Vocal cords, open wards for insanity. Once they saw the man in me, they ran frantic panicking. Intimidated guys with insulated minds. Instigated crimes by imitating lines. They initiated the hatred and the lies. Incriminated on the pages and the rhymes. Intimidated, dislocated, eyes precipitated. Mad frustrated, the uneducated are left dominated. Now you can fucking love it or you can fucking hate it. I'm squeezing out your life like melted ice or toothpaste Cause you taste disgusting, you be rushing from percussion animals Crushing cannibals, that's how I grip my handful of happiness I demand the crappiness to free itself Like repressed emotions, can't express your nature The vapors have arrived, now the caper won't survive Why the hatred and deny? Make a date with my supplier And feed my fire, feed my fire 
feed my fire, feed my fucking fire Once I reconnect the wire from your mental stimulator To the human calculator You become the traitor when your life becomes reality Doom is legislature cause they throw you to fatality My analogy swallows me with a salary of ignorance How to be an insect to inject We won't reject the chemical installment For health and environment Reflect the social structure that's fallen Rupture in the column with the rapture in my lecture The captain ought to visit when exhibiting my texture The pressure is applied to measure the reply with existence to show what goes on without resistance Intimidated guys with insulated minds Instigated crimes by imitating lines They initiated the hatred and the lies Incriminated by the pages and the rhymes Intimidated, dislocated, eyes precipitated Mad frustrated, the uneducated get left dominated Now you can fucking love it or you can fucking hate it So fucking hate it Yo what's up, it's the gruff we got the Gruff Show Stopper, Sunbeat Dropper, Spoof Boot Knocker, Gum Chief Rocker, Shaz Vocal Shocker, Lead Shit Talker, Moving with the Motion Open Microphone Stalker. That's how we do the Microphone Show Stalker. One and two with the three, four, five, six, seven. Was there another solo album between uh, People in Your Neighborhood and Tournament Edition? People in Your Neighborhood and Tournament Edition. Was um, um, Gum. People in your neighborhood and tournament edition. Comatose from Gum. When did that come? That stuff. Maybe come the. Oh no! No. What about that small the red cover, with the, with Fort Garry? Fort Rouge. And, uh, Fort Rouge. Paper cuts. Paper cuts. Paper cuts. Paper cuts. When that and that's when Freak shows. Uh, that's when the Cut guys, was DJing. And the guys from Regina were kind and, of brought um, into the What's fold. his name? Um, I really in Death I really Three. Yeah. Death Three. Yeah. That was after. That's after tournament edition. Oh yeah, that was after. Oh yeah, tournament edition's two thousand two, and yeah, it's so like two thousand five. Is is yeah, um, paper is, cuts. Uh, paper, cuts. paper cuts? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. no, there wasn't really anything between there except for shows and stuff. That's it. Yeah. Shows and shows and shows and putting together more material. I was working on my solo then too. Yeah. And I released my solo way later. But so you guys, was, you guys' expectations of of it had changed, but you were still. You know, you're still artists. Right? We're still you're guys who still love to rap and are going to continue to rap. We're people. We started. We're yeah. You know, it's right. in our blood. Right. Up to now. Yeah. We're still the same. You know, we're 40 years old, 39, 40 years I old. Dropped now. a rap album last June. Exactly. I put out one. My last or just dropped. Sorry, I recorded. I still got one more. <laughs> I got two more to do. I got one more done. Hopefully, this new year, after my son is born, I get back into it again because I want to uh, get back yeah, into right. it. It's just in the blood, man. It's mm-hmm. just uh, and all the guys are like that. Graf is like that. Sunil's in India. He's huge. Yeah, he's a big, big Bollywood uh, juniors, junior superstar. <laughs> yeah, he's a junior superstar. Oh, I, I had the funniest experience, man. Oh, I, I came back from where was I? I think I was just in Toronto. Came back, got off the plane, got my luggage, got into a cab, and uh, cabbie's driving me. And I was talking, he's talking about where he's from. And I was like, Yeah, my boy just picked up from Winnipeg, like Winnipeg born. And moved to Mumbai. He's like, oh, is your, your, what did he do out there? I'm like, oh, he's doing music and, and movies and stuff. They call him Ishk Bechter. The guy hit the brakes and hooks his iPad, his, his iPod up right away. Boom, plays me a song. He's 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 big, man. Like he's people people know him. I I would I would guess his trouble walking down. Just compared to well, yeah, there are some huge superstars in that scene. But I think he's I think he's like walked down the street recognizable. Interesting. That's great. He's into video production now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now okay. he's shooting a lot of videos for other artists and stuff like that. I heard he was like writing uh, English lyrics too for Punjab artists and stuff. More than likely. Yeah, yeah. He's all. He's got his foot and everything in there. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And his first wasn't his first big hit in India. 
actually it was a freak show production too because it was produced by Cutdown. Yeah, he did uh, when he went out there. He did a, he did two albums actually, mm-hmm. and some of it had the same stuff mm-hmm. like Nachina and Nachina. He shot here in, in yeah. Winnipeg and stuff. I was in Nachina with him, and uh, then he put out another formal album. But it had some of the same songs with different beats on. But it. everybody who was in that group, it was obvious that like, I, if you if you prod him enough and 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 give him a drink or two, Marty will even rap, man. <laughs> well, that's, Marty's another story altogether because he had his his he's an an, an enigma. Rap well, he was ready to he was <laughs> ready to put out something with PNC at one point. Yeah, he had a few songs recorded and then just. Yeah. Never heard about it again. He had some good stuff to hear. He had a song. Of course, some stuff from Factory with Cut. Yes. Yeah. Of course, oh, stuff yeah. with Cut. Yeah. Cut's got a tons of shit that needs to come on. He's got a whole album with a uh, dude from Winnipeg's most there, uh, Charlie Feta. That's Fetter, really yeah. dope. Yeah. Um, okay, so what was the last official freak show release? Was that Mark of the Zebra or was that Paper Cuts? I guess, was Mark of the Zebra considered a freak show? It had the freak show logo on it. The Did last it? freak show release was so, probably Sunil's album. Because he had a, he, Which, that was under his first one when he went to India, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that was on the freak show label. But that would have been like 2001, 2002, right? Yeah, Mark of the Zebra Actually, was sorry, like, no. The last one was mine, probably. My mm-hmm. solo. Did paper cuts come after your Mm-mm. album? Though no, that was before. It's time to confirm with the computer. Mark of the Zebra came out after um, after my album, after your album. Okay, sure. paper cuts. Two thousand. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because I don't. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't years, man. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't even care about that stuff. But when people ask me about years, I should just shut up. Because Mark of the Zebra. <laughs> no, no, no. Mark of the Zebra is what essentially got us onto um, onto Vans on the Vans Warped Tour in two thousand five. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So, yeah, how was that experience, man? It, came, it was pretty amazing. How many cities did you play? Played 10. The last formal release is probably a uh, uh, tournament edition, like a formal. Formal freak show, yeah. yeah everybody yeah. was tournament edition. But yeah, Vans Warped, Vans Warped was another place where I went out and I run into people in, in the States mm. who were like, who had heard of freak show and because of the, and because of the patience video. Mm. You know what I mean? And also, the other interesting experience being out there was being at one of the places, uh, and as they, they run music on the system before you actually set up and, and listening and hearing uh, John Smith uh, being played when I was down in, uh, oh, yeah, really? yeah, where we were, we were just they were just setting up the tents for some of the shows and playing music on the, on the system for as people get ready. And, and I heard it was, uh, I think it was um, him with uh, Pip and Scratch Bastin. Oh, okay. oh yeah, of course, I ain't lazy and all that. Yeah. But that was a cool experience to be a Winnipeg rapper in the south southern US and yeah. hear another Winnipeg rapper on the on the in the mix. Yeah, you don't know about the the reach of the music, music created until yeah. you're actually in those places. Yeah. Do you have no idea, man? I've been getting tweeted for the past like couple months. There's this dude, I don't know who he is, and I don't know where he is. I think he might actually be Winnipeg, who just Tweets me uh, song titles and lyrics from songs of mine.
I used to run from the school to my house after class to save the bus cash. And think back now and have to laugh that the aftermath was the tapes that it purchased. Musicals, my mother, cause it shakes, says it nurtures. It never told me no, only a yes, yes, y'all. And you don't stop, so I don't intend to. Me and my friends used to battle just for pride and education. But still, we used to hide in the basement. Meeting downtown to catch the E-Save, G-Save. Sneaking in the shows, holding records for the DJ. Never knew why. Just picked up the mic and started speaking. Increasing my control over the records with my breathing. Leaving an impression on every witness to the session. Less than 10 seconds to shine. But I hunger for a lifetime to write rhymes. That's when it all, all changed. I walked through the rain, all alone on the range. In this for life, until my final mic check. In this for life, in this for life, in this for life, until my final mic check. In this, in this, in this, in this, in this, in this for life. In this for life, in this for life, until my final mic check. I used to be a fire in a shady situation, which made my reputation concrete. And every show, there were 20 challenges to compete for a title that I clutched in an iron fist. Then I enlisted in the Twisted Army, and they insist on our lyrics and parties to make the naysayers' heads bob like Mr. Marley. But this can hardly be a spot to settle as I kneel to the sun, the heavy foot on the pedal. Passed by my crossroads, daring to be legendary. Tilted like the hill, give Mr. Right when it's necessary. Touring, we think we got it made like a cleaner. Breathe a sigh of relief, blowing smoke from pipe dreams. It might seem a little closer than it is like a rear view. No tight scheme is gonna make these record labels hear you. As I peer through the blood, sweat, and tears to perform, the fear grew inside as we steer through the storm. Alone into I and I and try to fly. We lost a few soldiers on the road. Portuguese man of war gone rogue. A wall is the code. Many others got kicked to the curve. A shit that we heard and witnessed. But I never carry a grudge or a hit list. With the riches of three deaf men. Needless to say, we combined to be the best trend. Breathing today. Last backs and fast raps make me so glad I made it. In this for life until my final mic check is cast. Last backs and fast raps make me so glad I made it. In this for life until my final mic check. You never know. That's the thing about music that's great. And some of the rewards of looking back now at the days when you put stuff out and you used to, you never thought what impact you could have on people. And as much as we wanted to impact our listeners, first of all, we wanted to, you know, impact ourselves, which we did. Mm -hmm. We did it for ourselves. We loved what we did. But it's amazing to see how people receive your music. You know, I was here a couple summers ago and I was at at uh, Bar Italia taking a piss and a guy comes up and goes you Shazam? and I'm like yeah he's like man I just gotta thank you man I went to your concert the Licks I, and my parents told me I shouldn't go and they didn't want me I was like 16 it was the first rap concert I ever went to and I went to the Licks concert man 
it was the best show I ever went to my whole life. And you guys were just, like, I couldn't believe you're from Winnipeg, man. Actually, you're better than the main act, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm peeing, I'm laughing, so I was thinking, that's exactly what we were trying to do, you know? <laughs> so this guy got it, right? So you just never know where, what your music does to people or how it affects people. And later on in life, you're sitting there, and yeah. you're just like, you see this guy, whatever, you're minding your business. Somebody goes... In Toronto, a guy said to me in another washroom at a, at a party, he's like, man, free show, you came out of those bags at that North by Northeast <laughs> show. Uh, hey, you, you tell me that he had this run-in uh, with Chaos like one or two times where he was just <laughs> reciting. Yeah, Chaos is, you know, everybody, the thing about Chaos in Toronto, everybody says he's a little bit of a different cat, right? Mm. So, I mean, I guess so. I mean, yeah, he is. I mean, so when we knew him back in the day, we, he... We had a little bit There's of a, a run in with him on uh, the Hip Hop Explosion tour where he was acting a certain way. And in our we were, city. And we were just like, okay, I know you know we're from Winnipeg and stuff, but you don't really understand. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just not good for you, right? Type thing. He and his keyboard player wanted yeah. to fight dudes from a crew mm. right on, 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 on uh, Fort, right in front of the, the pyramid. Yeah. Out in the street, man. Yeah. And thank God for Ghetto Concept because yeah. they broke it up because yeah. it would have been not good for them. Not good for them. Because <laughs> they were in a bad territory. But I guess they thought, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not like big enough our group and say, oh, we're better. Um, what I'm saying is, it was just, he didn't understand our history, right? But he mm. was just kind of being thing with us. Mm. And it was just the wrong situation to be in for him because he was on our turf and yeah. didn't understand what was what could happen over here. Yeah. Thinking, oh, it's Winnipeg, no big deal, nobody's here. But he was totally wrong about that. Anyways, I ran into him at a party one time and I, you know, we walked into each other and said, hey, chaos, man. And all he did is start reciting Peep Show to me. I walked back past me. <laughs> Started reciting my, my lyrics, my verse. He walked past me. So I said, okay, I guess I don't need to say anything to him again. <laughs> so when I do see him now, you know, I I, uh, I know I don't say anything. Yeah, I just say, some more shit, bro. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of cool. You know, you'd see it as maybe snobbish, but as like, at first I was like, what an asshole. Because I said, what up, man? And then you're supposed to say, yo, okay, how you doing, man? He was just like, he started rapping my verse to me. And then he kept walking. And I was like, what an asshole. And then I was like, well, at least rap my verse. I can't hate on for that. That's pretty well. At least he didn't rap someone else's verse. Yeah, yeah no start rapping my verse, man. <laughs> but, you know, we all, um, I think, freak, uh, there's not a single one of us who would regret, who thinks the Freak Show didn't get done what we actually needed to get done. Yeah, back then we thought it was all about being signed and being having a rap career based on that. But we got to do the most amazing, some of the most amazing parts of having a, 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 a hip-hop career. Mm. And we got to do it... Uh, everyone should be jealous because we got to do it during the golden era of hip-hop. Mm. And we got to do it at a point in time when... Mid-90s, man. Wow. You, you still could have, like, conversations with the biggest rappers you think of right now. You know what I mean? Like, we were in situations where we could sit down with... Um, uh, uh, Mocha only. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, but no, but you know, if we're like, you, no, I'm just, I'm serious though, too. I'm, I'm serious, too. No, I'm serious. Mocha only was, is a pretty respected guy, but no, what he's saying is like, yeah, man, I ran into Raskas, talking to Raskas, hanging out. This is all good. We sat down, I mean, I sat down, I, I, I mark it as for me as being able to sit down. I got to sit down and freestyle with all the guys from Farside, all the guys from, 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 uh, um, uh, uh, from, from the licks. Dude, he says the links and Farside. You come. I'm a Canadian. Man. I know, man. I know who you are. Man. I got to hang out with. I got to hang out with Chuck, like, and chat with Chuck D. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those types of things. 
are what we were afforded because we came up in hip-hop at that point in time. I got to tour. I've been flown into cities to perform and flown back. Man, the last tour we ever did, we're staying in the nicest hotels, man. Do you remember when we got into Whistler? Yeah. <laughs> we're staying in the nice... Like, we we were... Was that People in Your Neighborhood tour? Or was uh, I don't know when that was later That around? tour was... Uh, it was like 99, 2000 around there. Yeah, it's... Such a blur. Staying at, uh, so to me, we got all of the best stuff from that and still got to do the things like build families, build careers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if I had, if, if Freak Show still existed through, the, through 2005, 2007, 2008, I wouldn't have, and I love what I do for a living. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have my career. I wouldn't have my three daughters. Uh, um, or I, I wouldn't have been able to have been as responsible with them as mm-hmm. I have been up until now. And so I I feel that we've got we've had a chance to kind of get the best out of lots of these situations. You know what I mean? Why does everybody laugh when I said Mokoli? No, no, no. You know what, though, man? Mokoli is a big guy. Dude, dude, dude. No, he's I'm a respected talk- Canadian rapper, man. Because That's like everybody talking guy. about big big TV shows that influenced them and me saying like, oh, Danger I Bay. And yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I got to say, Mokoli is a Danger Bay. Fucking rap, man. Yo, this is the all In all seriousness, though, um... When you said Mocha only, you were you are from Winnipeg. You were seen as outsiders. Freak show, the name itself uh, indicates that. But then you got people out on the West Coast like Mocha only um, to a lesser degree. Uh, Rascal got put on. But, mm-hmm. um, oh, there's also run-ins with Swollen and all those other oh, yeah. as well, right? Yeah, from Danger Bay. But when, uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> When you got to meet up with these groups, were there any points that you were comparing, like having conversations and comparing no. notes of how the Canadian landscape was treating you to a certain point? No, because those guys were already in their own thing, so I don't think... Did you guys fully know at the time that you were getting slighted because you were from Winnipeg, or did yeah. that come oh, back? Oh yeah, we had a chip on our shoulder because of it. Of course, <laughs> we were... That's, we, no, we did, we but we had to fight like, for what we got. We That's were, what, but it, we were and still are, probably the... We got B boy mentality, man, mm. and that's like we battled we, for everything that we B-boy got. B boy mentality and, and, is pride, and we, we felt pride. we didn't. We felt coming into every city that we went into, we weren't getting a. There wasn't a warm welcome for us. We until, had to make yeah. until after patience video. Yeah, after we still had to draw videos. people. We had to we had yeah. to, to pull people into our tent. They weren't just willing yeah. to come. So, so yeah, just to go back on what Ness was saying, then, but this isn't a conversation you had with with dudes from other cities in uh, in Canada. No, like was there a kind of kin like this sort of idea of we're all in the same boat? No, like we sat, we sat. I, like I had lunch with Mocha before. I've had lunch with uh, swollen members, you know. And swollen members, for example, were when we went out to Vancouver. Swollen members were like going crazy over what we were doing, man. Mm. Especially Prevail, uh, Prevail was freaked out over, over the motion was, release. He was. Just, I remember meeting up with him and him reciting lyrics to to me from motion that yeah, out in Vancouver. For guys like that, it's like it's the talk about. Canada and like what you're asking I don't know like we never really got into that because we already just saw ourselves as just these hip hop kids and they saw themselves as that too so when we met it was just like hey peace respect whatever and we talked about all kinds of other shit not so much about rap and stuff but what was really cool was seeing guys that we saw because they got a bigger push than we did come and give us the props Mm -hmm. that we felt we just deserved in general and the props that we gave ourselves so like for example Prevail being like man Fucking loved you guys, man. I, I love you guys. You see these new music. I love. That's really cool, right? Was it, wasn't that weren't those solo member dudes trying to sign you to their uh, battle act shit? 
That was another one. That there, was there like, was talks with yeah with with Marty. There's some interesting stuff that happened with that man because <sighs> that was a real big disappointment. Get my own pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> but that was another one we were talking about earlier though. Like, well, there's not total details, but there's another thing. Like we touched on it earlier. To make a long story short, there wasn't anything just like definite where we say, oh, this will happen. No, it's just another one that was on its way. And then all of a sudden, relationship just, built. Yeah, they yeah. showed interest. We did lots of stuff together. We performed like they've performed with Freak Show in Winnipeg. We performed with them in Vancouver. Uh, I've I've been flown out there to record with 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 them for different things. But then uh, other things happen with labels and agreements and that type of thing. And then interests wanes and and, 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 it, and it falls apart. I'm not saying this is uh, Battle Axe's case, mm. but sometimes in a situation, what happens is. If you're looking at another artist outside of your circle and you're bringing them in, there could be a potential for you to lose what you have. You understand what I'm trying to say? So if you bring in somebody else and you're like thinking, okay, well, this guy's really good and he's talented or she's really good or talented, there could be a possibility that what you strive for within your circle, you may not have that type of cloud anymore because a new person may come in and take over the whole thing. And we were talking so, about people in Toronto and to, to, to a certain lesser extent, but still more in Winnipeg, Vancouver has, obviously, there's a lot more opportunities for people who live in those cities, but still, the hip-hop scene in Canada is still very young. Small. And so there's small. not a lot of money out there. And there's a lot of great rappers. Like, I've been living in Toronto for 10 years and I'm telling you, there's so many great, not just mm. rappers, artists, you know, there's so many guys there that, even just not even rap, Zachary Ibrahim is an incredible mm. artist. There's so much talent. I've been to so many local shows and watched so many really good cats. But like you said, if it's not out there, then it's never going to be big. Another problem is, and I say this all the time to everybody that I talk to about these type of things, is that a lot of our ears are trained to what's going on across the border, right? Now, a lot of Canadian heads that listen to music may not like rap music from Canada because... They're like, well, I don't care because I got this on. I'm listening to this guy over here in New York or this guy in this place. I'm listening to this guy in the South. He's really cool. But the problem is I think if a lot more Canadians gave Canadians a chance and listened deeply into Canadian rap music other than the ones that have blown up in Canada, they would love it even more than they would love the American stuff because they're able to relate. Mm -hmm. For example, um, I work with a lady who is in her 50s and her interpretation of rap was what she knew. I don't even have to get into that. I said, hey, I'm going to give you some stuff. So I gave her the Freak Show stuff. I gave her Maestro. I gave her Canadian stuff. I gave her all the stuff, uh, Eternia, all the stuff that I have. And she came back to me, changed her whole perspective. She's like, Maestro Fresh West is the best ever. <laughs> he's saying, he said Don Mills. <laughs> this is my point. This is yeah. my point. A lot of people say, oh, Winnipeg rap, what's that? But if they listen to Winnipeg rap, this cat's rapping and he's kicking a verse and he says, Ellis. Mm. And the guy's like, yo, I know Ellis. He says something about, El yeah, man, or the, the coffee shop. The co yeah, that's cool. But nobody's giving that a chance. The day when Canadian listeners, as a collective in our country, start to give our local artists a chance on that type of level, you're going to see a huge turnover in how the ears listen to what we call hip-hop music, right? But it's a long, it's a hard deal because of the fact that what comes in here from over there it generates what it's interesting because the, the the indie rock scene or indie musician scene uh, in Toronto is getting big support by that indie 88 station I think it is yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and that's like the first of its kind in this in this oh, country really? oh, in really? terms of yeah, yeah. It's, it's just they just play indie music right? yeah, they just oh, play really? indie music but what, do they play rap no, no, no like it's mainly rap. like 
they play as like Chaos Bands. and Chad. Yeah. That's uh, about it. Those who make it. Yeah, but it's it's primarily for yeah. indie rock bands. Yeah. But you could see the difference um, that they have treated their artists as compared to rap is still so far behind in terms of getting that recognition. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know if it's a matter of chicken before the egg or egg before the chicken, whatever it may be. Um, well, it depends who's running it because rap in its root form is an, a black music. Well, it, it's a black music, and if you want to get into that, it's a whole different story. Because sometimes that is a huge factor in why music isn't or rap music isn't looked at the way it is because it's black music. Okay, so you're saying in this country that that's the case for sure. Well, I think that's part of the case for sure. Yeah, still, it's, and still fighting that battle. Yeah, because I think good white artists or good Filipino artists that are hip hoppers are not looked at by those people as good artists. They see them doing rap music, which is a black music. So it's totally unfair and it's totally biased, but I, I totally think that's what happens in our country. Why do, you, why, why do you think that group, uh, what are they? Because they're, they're considered a folk group um, from out west. Uh, they play in Winnipeg a number of times. They're called the... Oh, I can't. I forget their name. They basically do spoken word over over what is hip hop music made with acoustic instruments, but they would never put themselves in hip hop category because it, that's that's, it that's, that's attached to something that's attached hmm. to or that's urban music. Um, the uh, and they're called fo- they they put themselves under folk. Yeah, they're a folk group, but they're doing they do spoken rap, word rap over, over, Yeah, you'd be totally conscious of that being at CBC as well. Too. Yeah, yeah, I see it all the time, man. But interesting. Yeah, I did you ever contemplate like no? I mean, this is this is after the fact, but did you ever contemplate putting yourselves in a different category of some kind, <clears throat> trying to do music a bit different so your your appeal becomes wider? I remember having full conversations when we were frustrated about the fact <laughs> that we couldn't like make any any headway. That you know what? Let's just stop this, man. We could pump out like ten techno songs every day and sell them and make some money over the next little while and then do what we want. Yeah, and 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 that was like a great idea for about five seconds, and yes. everybody laughed. It's like, no, we're never doing that. And the best compliment I've ever had from anybody was from my father when he said to me one day, because uh, he saw me seeing, looking a little bit down about still doing independent music, and he said, uh, he's like, you know what? The proudest thing I am of you musically is that you guys are stuck to your guns. Yeah, you've never ever changed what Integrity. you're going to do. Exactly, you've never changed what you're going to do be, to try and make money. You know, you. Um, when what you do changes, it's because it naturally changes because you've grown and you're doing mm. it. But you've never decided, wow, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sing um, uh, R and B covers so I can get paid, rather than doing this cutting edge hip hop music that I'm doing. It's interesting too, man. Now um, I'm thinking of people people in the neighborhood and that song, The Comet, mm. and. Uh, when that was recorded, mm-hmm. I remember Sunil telling me that he recorded. I'm so angry with him. Yeah, he, he recorded several versions. One of them yeah. being just the rap, and one yeah. of them being the singing. Yeah, and you. And I finished. I finished. I finished the last note of the singing one. And I'm like, in fact, for him to get me to do the singing one was over an hour's worth of negotiation on his side, and I recorded it, and then I finished the last note, and he stopped recording, and I said, "Do not put that out. Mm-hmm. That was for your." That's because you bugged the hell out of me. You put out the first one we recorded. And 
And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the album came out and he put the singing one out. I was, I actually, I think I didn't talk to him for a little while because of that. Because yeah, I was so angry. back at it. Oh, it was a great decision. He, back at it, it was a great decision in the end and hindsight because it shows the, 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 uh, the ability of the, the group members to change. Like, well, Mala's not just right. He's also got a wicked voice. He's he, uh, really well. It's funny. When I was in there mm-hmm. and he played me the versions. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to put the singing one out. Yeah. What I'm saying there is that even in that, that shows the dynamic of the group in terms of he knew you were ready for that growth. Mm-hmm. Yep. As yeah. opposed to you not even being prepared yet. Well, yeah, we've had, no, we've had a number of discussions about like, about that since I think every year he's come in, we've had further and further talks about that. Um, because the honest truth is I didn't want to do it. I was pissed off with him when he put it out and it took a little while for me to, for it to grow on me and now if you listen to the music that I do with my band mm-hmm. it's very much Cut it. It's very much from that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Neil was pretty much ahead. He's smart. He's really smart. And he had a lot of forethought. Really weird. He was ways. just he was iron-fisted with some of the decisions that he made. They just yeah. happened whether you wanted them to or not. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I love him for it. Caused, <laughs> yeah. And it caused clashes at the time when yeah. you look back and Whatever, man. It's not like you know. It's not like he's looking back. He's like, I hate that guy for that, man. No, he's like you know what? He was seeing me before I was seen even myself, man. Because yeah, you know what? Yeah. I started doing that now. So well, he and he, I had a big. He and I had a big argument over him leaving to go to, to to India. I thought that was the stupidest thing he could do. I I really I was really upset too because I felt freak shows at this point and, and it was right where I, like like I said it was the point that things started to kind of go their own way but we didn't have to go that way and I was upset because I felt we still can do something big somebody's gonna like something big's gonna happen out of this why are you picking up now and moving to India and like you didn't even born there dude like what what do you think is gonna happen for you that's a big scene there's no way that's a dumb decision man and, 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 and that one we actually stopped talking for a short period of time over and, and lo and behold for him Smartest decision he ever made. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, th- I think when he came back, I said, "I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. That was one of the best decisions you've made." He's, he's, we all, we all see things differently at different times, man. But so obviously, you guys don't think it was possible for a rap group to make it out of Winnipeg at that time. Do you think it's possible now? Um, this is my advice to people that do. Uh, hip-hop cultural music in Canada. Uh, my advice to them is get yourself a full-time passion yep. that you do. You're a doctor, I don't care. You ship boxes. Get yourself a full-time passion that you're getting generating income. Use that income and put it into your passion of, of hip-hop culture. Because hip-hop culture is not really a job. right? It's just something you love to do. It's something you did as a child. If you feel that you really want to push your music out, the smartest way as a Canadian is to get yourself a good job and just pay for yourself and do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever comes, whatever comes. If you do well and you blow up or something like that, with the YouTube now and all this kind of stuff, man, if we were doing what we were doing when that shit was big, oh my God, it would be crazy because we'd be all over the world. you know. But now, nowadays, you can just sit in front of a camera and put it on YouTube and it can go viral, right? So what I think is that a Canadian artist in the hip-hop genre hip-hop culture genre should get a good job so for example Smalls got a good job works at CBC I teach right I'm still able to do rap if nothing happens if I don't get if I don't sell one copy actually I don't even think about selling copies anymore I just think about just doing it Mm -hmm. just to do it right I know I'm getting paid still I got a good job I got a roof over my head I got a family I support 
Same with his volunteer. I released a CD yeah. last uh, two in November with my band, and uh, thankfully it was well attended. Mm-hmm. But I also know that if nobody showed up, that I work the next day. Yeah. I, I do my radio show mm-hmm. for CBC, and and I, and I get yeah, paid. So from our experience, so from our experiences, mm-hmm. that is like the smartest thing to do. The Drakes and all those guys, those are really lucky guys, man. Those are the needles in the stacks, man. Those are the guys there's always going to be. A rapper will never have a sustainable career out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's mm. not going to happen. They may gain some recognition at some point in time, and they will have to leave and go to one of the hip-hop centers in North America. Yeah. Needle in the stack, guys, they come, they'll always be around. There's always going to be a guy who comes out or, or a woman who comes out and does something and blows up all over from this country. I mean, look at Drake. Look at Justin. Some of the biggest mu- music in the world right now are Canadians, right? It's, it's not like it's not like rappers from this city haven't had a real like we had a lot of big chances. Uh, Phenom, Def Jam looked at the woman. I mean, sorry, like we, this city. There's just something about being in a city this small in the center of Canada that does not connect well enough to the mainstream hip hop world. And and hip hop and what it is and how it exists in 2015 is a very different thing from the mm. 90s. Anyway, um, it's harder to be. A, uh, a musician and hold a hip hop career, period, yeah. right now than it just was back generally, then. Generally, yeah, it's smarter to just have a good job and put out your stuff, and it'll probably happen quicker that way. Yeah, you know. But for the organic sound, the type of sound that I like to do personally for me and stuff like that, the guys who come out with that raw edge, old school hip hop feel, get a good job. And if you want to blow up in your mind, you probably blow up a lot quicker if you got a good job to support yourself and you yeah. just do it because you'll be able to do it from the heart and you won't be worrying about trying to emulate or imitate this other cat to make yourself good. Well, my job, I can rent out a full studio yeah. and I can I can record in there. Uh, whereas I'm not trying to get favors from people or recording a low quality demo and sending it out to people to hear me. It's it's interesting that you guys bring that up because it's it becomes a matter of well we're we're older. Mm-hmm. and established with our lives or working towards that but you can't stop youth from creating what they want to create and they don't have those resources available so it becomes a, again how you guys went across it in terms of fighting clawing to, to get things done um, so you can tell someone all you want that but step. but in in, in, in 2015 mm. As a 17-year-old, which is why in my first university when I met up with these guys, I was 17 years old. Mm. I can download a program (laughs) to make everything that I need. Mm -hmm. I can record in my home and put up on YouTube and on SoundCloud mm. and on uh, Bandcamp, you can iPhone all, every tune. Down the street, I can, I can, yeah, edit it. Yeah, I can, I can post it on Facebook and and, and have my friends shared around the world. True. Okay. So, not to take anything away from a young artist right now, but you're not grinding nearly as hard as as as, as we had to to try and get our music heard. Like, I'm sorry, a, a 17 year old right now who can do all that stuff. If freaks. This and this is the old guy saying, when I was a kid, but if Freak Show had YouTube, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, um, um, uh, Inwendo or 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 Cubase or Pro Tools, anything, anything mm. that's a that would have been a massive step up, that's a massive uh, we advantage. We wouldn't we be here gone. anymore, but but I'm glad in the end that you know what, it didn't happen that way because we had to go out and do it. I remember Bonnie Ray. I think it was Bonnie Ray, the country singer. She blasted off on, I believe, Taylor Swift. 
because she said, this girl is a big artist, but she's never grinding. This here's dramatics, graphic, constant contact, enforced by pencil, written poetry stays close to me, designed inside my mental ability, genuine mind reads original, concepts creating a flow to impose demos, memo, memorize lines, finds this fellow, breaking in a tape so make space cause I'm electro, magnificent, beware, for the freak show, cause we're here, loud and clear, in your ear, as you listen to the sound. The cellophane to suffocate the fella's brain You try to fluctuate my subterranean style While you strain, child, I remain the big surprise I rent your pride when I chisel guys down to skittle size Terrified, how'd you hide from the druid With the sterilized solution, moving freaks through evolution Seek no retribution once I get my noose around your neck We provide the schemes, riding themes, winning your crown, we connect Another B-boy Crushes degenerate, effortlessly flowing, growing hellishness. I'm jumping kamikazes, loving manicotti, nonchalantly offending paparazzi. Quack reporters, steal tastiness, understand. Villains will see rocks your zaniness. For the wretches who are under our command, in the rims of minds and hijack your land. For the wretches who are under our command, in the rims of minds and hijack your lantern. Your lantern, your lantern. Says you know that it's my master. Give me the 